0: For building an event center um, within the city, within downtown, and um, all all possible options um, will be presented. If we start talking about specifics about uh, any particular location or site or facility, uh, yes, I I think it could impact our our discussions.
1: Okay, so uh, a couple of clips. That was uh, Sonia Sharp, City Councilor and Chair of the Event Center Committee, and uh, one of her colleagues, City Councilor Andre Chabot. So, Councillor Sharp suggesting that you know maybe these conversations aren't just focused on Victoria Park or the Rivers District or where the uh, new event center was supposed to go. Maybe other areas are on the table, including the one long coveted by the Calgary Flames ownership, the West Village. So, uh, Sonia Sharp only saying that that other ideas might be on the table. And then you had her colleague, Councillor Chabot, suggesting that, you know, speculation about all of this isn't helpful and that this needs to be done behind closed doors. So joining us for some thoughts on, on where things are at, the uh, sudden reappearance, it seems, of the, uh, the West Village idea. Very pleased to welcome the program. Someone has been following all of this very closely, Moshe Lander, uh, senior lecturer in economics at Concordia University and host of the uh, Moshe Lander Show uh, the podcast. Moshe, good to have you with us here. Welcome back to the program. Hello, so uh, the West Village now people might recall the whole idea that the flames uh, ownership group had proposed of Calgary next which was to be a stadium slash arena project in the West Village they were very bullish on the idea a lot of concern about the cost the cleanup other issues with that, that particular land so what do you make of the fact that this may now
0: be back on the table. Yeah, it seems like we've gone back in time here, right? This was the topic of conversation eight years ago. I thought we had settled on Victoria Park as the ultimate endpoint here. So I appreciate that they want to say that all options are on the table, but uh, time is of the essence here. And so to, to engage in this silliness is just dragging things unnecessarily.
1: We look at some of the obstacles to to doing this or anything, for that matter, in the West Village. I mean, what stands out to you as as particularly challenging or problematic?
0: So it's probably in a while since the listeners have heard the word creosote, but that'll come back (laughs) into the news cycle again. That's a toxic dump that's out there, and so that needs to be cleaned up. And that takes years to clean up. That's not an exercise that's just done on a weekend. So the fact is that... The saddle dome doesn't need to be replaced and time is becoming important here in getting that done. If we're now gonna have to deal with environmental impact statements and some sort of plan and cost and mitigation and lawsuits and this is adding years to the project. The other part of it too is just the the map of that area is not conducive to getting 18,000 fans in and out safely, right? The the cloverleaf that's around 14th Street and Sixth Avenue is not going to be fun to try and negotiate Public transport is difficult in that area because you only have the blue line running uh, two stations past the downtown core. So everybody's going to have to switch somewhere around that 8th Street stop and then go two spots to Sun Alta and then come down from that elevated platform. Uh, you don't have those concerns operating around the Saddle Dome where it exists now because the, the area around the East Village was built with the Stampede and the Saddledome already there. So the infrastructure is a little more accommodating.
1: Right. So all of this, I mean, you know, there, you know time is, represents a cost. If we're going to add years to the project, that does represent cost. The cost of cleaning up this creosote, I mean, it's estimated maybe as much as $140 million, maybe more. So there's a significant price tag to that. The infrastructure changes that would need to be made, like that's an additional cost. So you run down the line, it, it's, it's, it's hard to see where there's an economic case for this.
0: Yeah, it, it's that Calgary Sports Entertainment seemed to want that site from the beginning, and so I don't know if in these third-party talks that are happening behind closed doors that they just raised the idea that hey, we've always liked that site and would love to have something there, and now that the province is involved, who knows? Like we can speculate endlessly about what those conversations were that led this this discussion. Now that is this back on the table. If you remember, 12 months ago, Rob, I mean, they were shovel ready to go just north of the Saddle Dome. So the idea that that deal fell apart because of it's rumored 50 million dollars apart, when you're saying here, you know, 100, 150, 200 million dollars, that's more than enough to bridge the gap to get everybody back to the north parking lot in the Saddle Dome, uh, and without the time wasting because everything was already approved in terms of environmental impacts and. Uh, those sorts of concerns that that would delay the project start. So, what does this all tell
1: us about this process, and and what's happening or not happening behind closed doors? The lack of transparency here. I mean, is is some of that necessary, or has it
0: been disappointing? It's very disappointing. Um, as a Flames fan, as a Calgary resident, uh, it's extremely disappointing. Beyond just my role as an economist, I, I haven't seen these types of. Uh, gaps in trust in negotiations these breakdowns this much this long in other projects around North America so you know let's let's remember that Calgary next was first floated I think in 2015 we're in 2023 and we're no closer to seeing shovels in the ground so we could easily be talking about this project not being completed for another three to five years so the thought that somehow this could take 15 years to replace a building that everybody agrees needs to be replaced is just stunning in the lack of uh, competence and ability to to just nail down this deal that everybody seems to want. What's
1: well, the thing? I mean, even if a, a deal's rescued here, and we can get things back on track. Uh, you know, the costs are almost certainly going to be higher than they were, right? And now we've got the added factor of of interest rates, higher interest rates. That that's going to add some cost. So we're we're going to face a higher price tag no matter what. It seems is that fair to say?
0: For sure. And when you take a look at other arenas and stadiums that are being built around North America right now, the the billion uh, is not an uncommon tag to be added to this dollar amount, right? Now, fine, some of those might be in U.S. dollars, but the fact that it's a billion dollars U.S. would be implying that it's, what, a billion three Canadian? So, you know, this deal fell apart in the $550, 600000000 million range. Uh, we could easily be looking in the next five years that Fine, it might not come in at a billion three i don't know that it's going to be that type of arena that they're going to want to build but the thought that this could be 800 900 million dollars canadian uh remember that this is being financed at least in part by the taxpayer uh that's a huge ask especially when you have letters going missing off of signage in various communities uh that need to be replaced and the city's crying that they don't have the money for these types of things yet somehow they're going to have 800 million dollars or half of that price tag uh, to put a, an arena that could have already been half constructed.
1: With regard to the creosote, what about the argument that you know governments are going to have to pay for that eventually, one way or another? How, how does that factor into to the current conversation?
0: They will, but when is the the missing answer here? Right, like it does need to be done, but the bus station seems to be functioning perfectly well right now without the creosote uh, remediation. So, can we let this go another five years, ten years, twenty years? Sure. Um, But when you start tying it up in the arena, uh, then you're starting to force hands. And again, remember, what happens here is that when the city comes ready to deal with the creosote or the province, if they want to jump in and take care of it, there's there's no smoking gun that's being held here that you need to get this arena done because the flames might leave town or the flames aren't going to be able to be a functional team if they continue to operate in a 40, 50-year-old saddle dome. So you know, separate these projects out. When it's time to deal with the creosote, deal with the creosote. And if the costs are more expensive, then that's fine. They've delayed it for well over a decade anyway, um, and it doesn't seem to be causing environmental damage. Uh, but the saddle dome can't be put on hold or can't be used as a leverage point to deal with the creosote or vice versa. They're, they're two disconnected ideas and, and putting them together is is creating a problem.
1: Good point. Well, we'll see where it all goes from here. I uh, do appreciate the insight and perspective and all of this, Moshe. Thanks again for joining us here today.
0: Great talking to you again, Rob.
1: Likewise. All the best. Uh, Moshe Lander, uh, senior lecturer in uh, economics at Concordia University, hosted the Moshe Lander Show podcast. And uh, as he noted, uh, based here in Calgary, we've been following the ins and outs of this for quite some time. The Calgary Next idea goes back uh, yeah, to 2015.